All right, welcome back. Thanks for staying with us through the break. As I told you before the break, my guest tonight on this weekend interview is Mr. Dunstan Maggie Peters, um, affectionately known as Maggie, Maggie Peters. And he describes himself as a sports activist. Uh, his passion being for, not just for sports, but he sees sports as a vehicle that can, that can take our young people into uh, a more positive direction and, and give them activities that's going to keep them away from negative um, activities. But more than that, he sees that sports should be an avenue where um, the young people who are avid sportsmen who are willing to put in the work and the effort can, can see uh, a way in which they can make a living as a sportsman. They can, they can see themselves in the future as a professional, a professional sportsman. And, and um, Maggie, has, he, he discovered his passion in that and so I'm, I'm very delighted that he's able to join us tonight on This Week in Interview. Maggie, welcome to This Week in Interview. Uh, welcome. Yeah, give thanks for, um, thanks for having me. I appreciate you giving me the you know, opportunity to be heard. Yes, yeah, so, you know, I, I heard about you um, and, and your work. You know, when, when you do good work, your, your work precedes you. There's a lot of people who you you hear about them because they talk a lot, but um, your work precedes you. Uh, a lot of people are impressed with the work that you do with with young people. But maybe my my audience, this week in interview audience, may not be as familiar with you, uh, and this is your chance to introduce yourself to them. Let's let's let them understand who you are. Give them a little background and um, how you find yourself so deeply involved in um, working with young people in sports okay yeah um, like i said thanks for having me um well uh came from the community of newton um football we like all it because that's where the best footballers come from <laughs> if you if once you're from newton you're 50 percent already a footballer 50 percent half the other half is up to you um also, I had a, I, I had a stint in Mao in Mao as well. I spent like the first ten years of my life in Mao with my mom, um, then moved moved back to Newtown, and you know went to school, went to Russell Boys School, then went to Saint Mary's Academy. My my teacher there is Ed Lloyd, you know, and um, from there from from high school, I went straight into the music business with WCK. Um, right. From graduation I was into the music started at the bottom you know connecting the speakers and stuff like that and moving up gradually sound engineer you know doing the promoting marketing and stuff like that and you know what I mean and then go all the way been to an extensively with the band all over the world been to you know the states Europe all over and then um and like in 2003 left the band and went with to and then to manage a few artists like Nai and Skinny, taught with them and stuff like that through the links and I've grew I've um built with WCK for WCK, taught with them, and then did all that and transit from that to organizing events and you know bringing on artists like such as Karimi and you know work with you know Switzerland and stuff like that do these things bring, do these events in Dominica, and then at some point you know um I had, I had a son. 
2001 had a son and going raising him by myself basically with my you know my my grandmother and my aunties you know helping me you know so it was in my care so i had to my my life kind of took a, a turn with that with that um that new new part of it you know and that's where i kind of was a little more more conscious of what i doing you know in terms of the music i was promoting i really didn't want to promote no slackness anymore i felt like the music was taking a turn where it was a little slackness a little negative the the bandsmen and the artists and them were f- fighting against each other instead of coming together you know for one love and make the music you know prosper there was more fighting down and i felt like you know the negative energy i wasn't feeling it and my son you know i didn't want him to be around that so i decided to kind of branch off into from the music and i had him involved in sports football and i was also involved in basketball so he was always around me you know so he took it up and then i decided well I want him. I see the sport itself dwindling down, you know, looking like it, it, it. Nobody showed interest in it, so it really didn't have that kind of vibe you used to have like before. So I felt like you know I could help to bring back that vibe so that my son and his generation can enjoy it like all them guys back in the days used to enjoy. You know, so kakokusho them guys. You know, so I decided you know maybe even rich you know but we can do something so that this youth his generation can enjoy it. So that's how I end up in sports trying to push my the, the same knowledge i have of the music i'm um, organizing events and stuff like that promoting and marketing i feel that sports is entertainment just like music so you can implement the same strategies that you do in the music in the sports and it can become you know just as big so you 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 made the connection between music being an entertainment sports being an entertainment but you know when I interview Calypsonians and musicians, one of the gripes I have with them is, why is it that we've not been able to take our our music to a level where our musicians can be professional musicians? Because even in music, we see most of our Calypsonians, they have a different profession. We see our Calypsonians, they are custom officers, they are policemen. We have very few full-time musicians that can make a decent living from from their music. And when you transition over to sports, it's even it's even more dire. The, the shining example is bands like WSK, which is what you say you were involved with. Mm-hmm. So I can see where your 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 you get your inspiration from. Yeah. And also, as you said, growing up in Newton, Harlem, as we call it, mm-hmm. um, you knew what was. Yes, so so just to set the, the stage a little bit, let's talk about what is it that caused sports to 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 come from a a, 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 a position in in the mind because i remember when i used to go to grammar school windsor park used to be full um when kensborough play in harlem you even if you wanted to play you couldn't get in people on every roof and everything watching football you know we used to have a basketball league in the evenings basketball your court used to be used to be full so let's talk a little bit about what you think changed mm-hmm. that caused sports in, in 10 years to come from occupying that high level of position in society. Mm-hmm. Um, because the, the football stars, Measures and Coco Show and them guys were, were stars, they were icons growing up. Um, but you, you now have a son that was born in 2001. He comes to where he can play sports, an age where he can play sports. And you don't see that same kind of vigor 
and enthusiasm about sports. Let's talk a little bit about what what you think may contribute to that and therefore what caused you, motivate you to step in and see if you could do something and then create a change for the young people. Yeah, well, um, it's, a, it's, it's not, it's not, it's really is not one thing, it's a number of things, but there are some things you know, that you can point to that have a major um, factor, that's a major factor to the, the, the point that sports have become like, you know, like almost like non-existent. And one of it is our 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 leaders. Our leaders is like from the top. The leaders, the government, go down to the even the parents, the schools, the, the people at the helm of all those things. They don't see sports as something serious. They see it as just a little free up, mm-hmm. a little fun and game thing. You understand? So just like the music, the music I was in is the same thing. Like I was in WCK and Smokey, the, the backup um, keyboardist. He was a custom officer. He's, a, he's still a custom officer. He had to make a choice at some point to either the band because his boss, the boss, the, the controller was custom wasn't giving him time off to go on tour, to go to labor day and stuff like that. And it was really, it used to hurt, you know. And he had to make a choice. And I, I can remember that, you know, where he's saying, fellas, I have to do my job, man, you know, because he have responsibilities. You know what I mean? And the band wasn't on a level where it can really sustain him. You know, so that is so is is that's the point where so that's why the, the, the music industry is still zero basically in Dominica is still like, you know, scrap crumb, little crumbs, you know, fellas getting you know, whatever fellas just you know, pushing themselves. So the music um the sport, same thing mm-hmm. and even worse. Mm-hmm. Where it just looks like games, you know. It's just like you know, go and play. Sometimes the parents just put those kids in the in the academies and stuff, so they just be like to come out in your foot and just go and like 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 quash almost like you know daycare yeah. Mm-hmm. yeah so after that you know come and pick up the kid and you get a chance to do something but they don't see it like that's an investment that they don't see that sports is a multi-billion dollar industry where it's hundred million dollar contracts fellas getting once and is when those guys have those hundred million dollar contract they're not they didn't born like that they train they go for a structure and train and then they become that so it can if it doesn't happen for them, it can happen to anybody. It's just to you know what I mean. It's just to go through the right channel and do the right things. You know what I mean. And, but in that's so that's one thing where we we well, the, the culture of the sports in Dominica is like we don't see it like business. We see it like free up. Uh, another thing is um the the the, the so now the, the young players coming up at some point bef- like back then in our days when it used to be filled. It's like we didn't have much TV, we didn't have much options, we didn't have much internet and things. So, so when you come out school, it's either you go by the stone, by the beans and stones, one fish, go do something, or you go on the field, go on the court, you go and play, and that's all. So you, that's what you're, you used to do. Now, fellas, have how much you know Facebook, you have all those things there. So you have so much option that it could be hard to. It, it, it has so much distractions. It's harder to get a kid to live and say, let's go on this one and play. Man, talking to some girls on on Facebook, they are, you don't want to go, mm-hmm. you know. And then you're watching again, you're seeing those guys like Coco Shuswalka, all those guys that did so great was the names you used to hear. You still see them around you. You're not seeing them on the screen. You're not seeing them on a pedestal. You're not seeing no no statue of them, no nothing, no accomplishment of that sort that you feel like that man plays so high a level. And you hear so much about that man's name, but you still see him working in Coco Shu working on the port. You see Solka walking around Newton still, you know. You see um, you know, all those guys. You see um, um, um Yaga in sports division, you've not seen them where you, you some big ride and you know, looking like a star, which they sh- 
rightfully should be because I tell you straight if I was what I am right now if I was that back then would have enough athletes on TV I tell you straight these guys uh, good uh, great quality um, athletes right so like and I, I take your point um, and a good example of that is Jamaica Jamaica has a very structured Ooh, process good. of getting their athletes, their track and field athletes, mm. to a professional level, mm-hmm. and and you see Jamaica dominating the world mm-hmm. in 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 track and field and in athletics. So 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 what you're saying is not something that's not proven. True. It's right there and it's proven. And and like with so so many things in the Caribbean, what we fail to do is to structure stuff and organize it properly. I, I remember growing up when we had the, cric- the the best cricket team in the world. Mm-hmm. Second person was way dumb. The West Indies team was like Serena. Everybody else was like them other athletes that trying to struggle. Yeah. But at the same time, for West Indian cricketers to be professional, they had to go and play in county cricket in England. Yeah, they had to go and play in Australia. Like they had to go and play in South Africa. And that gave those other countries the opportunity to study them and to eventually dominate them while now West Indies lost their dominance. But if you have the best team in the world, Englishmen and Australians should be coming to the West Indies to participate in the West Indies League and bring money in the West Indies. Our players should not have to go out to earn a living. And, and so therefore, this is what I admire so much about what you're doing. It's like so, somebody is standing back and looking at this thing and saying, you know what? We need a structure around this mm-hmm. thing. We need an organization. We need a plan. Mm-hmm. And, and believe it or not, something as simple as that is what is lacking yep. in so many aspects of life, but especially in sports. Now, what I want to talk about, um, you, you mentioned that one of the reasons why sports lost its position in, in, in terms of the prestige that it, that it um, occupies in the society is is because people don't take it serious. They see it as game, as a game, as a sport, so to speak. They don't see it as something serious. But even if you don't necessarily want your child to pursue professional football, we know that the participation in sports, in a structured sports environment, helps to make a man and a woman. Somebody that can know what it is to, to train and to persevere and to get yourself to a level where you can achieve. So, so let's talk about that aspect of what is missing as well, because then that brings us into um, the education aspect of it, the, the, the part that sports has to play in the education curriculum to the, for the developing of the minds of our young people, that, that even if everybody doesn't end up in a professional team, but that, that young, organized structure helps to, to guide you into, into productive. So let's talk about what you see in terms of the, the interaction of our education system and our sports? What, what, uh, what do you see on the ground? Um, well, like I, I, I always keep saying that this, this, these two go hand in hand, sports and education go hand in hand, you know? And, and the edge, I, I, I give sports a little edge that sports can actually pay for education. Education cannot pay for you to have the skills to play a sport. But if you have the skill to play a sport, that can pay for your education. You understand, and at the end of it, if you do, if you feel like you have a choice now, you understand, and I'm um, also the, the 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 schools and them like back in the days, the the the, the schools used to it's just you when you when you have a, like the schools meet them schools meet you know or, or or school league, 
the park used to be filled. Mm-hmm. You know, the schools used to make sure that you need really you didn't have to tell the students to go. They 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 want to go. So you see the colors, everybody have the colors of their school, mm-hmm. grammar school, SMA, even the primary school, also boys school and them, the place, you know, British people. Because it was a pride thing, you know. And like right now it's like I say, they, they they don't see it as so much it just dropped it, it lost it, it, it um the whole vibes, you know. So like I said, I I, 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 I tell the parents and them, you know, please do not do not do not do, you know, sometimes they just use this prep to punish their, their, their kids. Like you, you you find your grades low, say no more football. Football is not the reason why the, the grades is low. Don't attribute it to that. Because if if you if, if you um it's time management. Mm-hmm. You understand and proper so so if you're in an environment where you manage your time because when you go to college if you play if you, if you go to college if you go to college you go to have it's ta- it comes as it comes down to time management you wake up in the morning you go you eat your breakfast you go you train then you go to class after class it lunch you go to train again you know what i mean so it's all about time management so two hours playing football or uh, they ask 24 hours two hours playing football training constructively or just playing football cannot attribute to you not doing good in, in, in school so they just take that way out and I just be against that you know I try to make them enforce that that don't do not tell your tell your kid I mean everybody have their ways of you know the, your kid maybe he loves this sport you know football so much that you feel if you take it away from him he will want to play it so much that he will put more emphasis in his schoolwork you know you know you have that but I just see that you know I try to tell them do not use that so so let's tell the audience a little bit about what is it that you do talk to them about you know just just get them familiar with what to do when when the kids when you have the kids with you what you do with them um you say you're involved in promoting and 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 and, and you you say part of what you do is scouting um talent being an agent um finding opportunity for for talented um kids to be able to 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 improve so let's just talk a little bit about what you do um, and, and how you do it and where you do it and if you want to include some of the challenges you can go ahead and, and talk about the challenges as well but let's just you know take it toward the present what is it that you that you do okay um like i said from the beginning it's like when i my like my kid my kid um, this my my son dante goes to the academy and i see the 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 need like i said i was in the music so i know the, 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 there's a structure in place that to get them to get a, a, an athlete to a certain level, so I, me being from the music, organizing events and stuff like that, I wanted to take it. I was eager to take it right away to see if I could just go to the top of the, the like the Premier League, where the the guys play at the top the highest level on the island, and see if I could get it, put a structure in place so that it can become like an event that can actually get some income coming through the gates you know to uh, coming coming in but when i look at it i see the quality the quality is not of that level so you're not going to get someone to leave their home on a sunday to come and watch the level because they they don't even check into their service their kid their their, their, their own kid they come to look at they're saying like that's always their time to come and watch those kids that run about and you like you know that's running to each other and like you know not looking you're not looking like what they seen on TV, so they rather stay on TV and watch Manchester, watch all them international leagues and stuff like that, instead of coming and watch their own, their own people and them. But is you can't really blame them too much because, they, like I telling you, the, the quality was quality really low. 
The kids don't really care because another thing that attributes to that is because there's no people in the stands. If there's people in the stands, you're going to want to be at your best. But when there's nobody looking at you, you don't really care if you make a mistake. You like nobody really see that you don't care. But when you see that people in them, that that plays a big role when the stand is filled, you you you're going to hear that. But if you do a a a, a caution, you're going to hear that all week. If you see you cause your team to lose that game. When you go, man, like slide and then meet your bum all outside, all your stove outside and thing like that. But no, we don't have that. So you playing and not even your sister, your brother, and your little girlfriend want to watch you. So you just, you know, checking no scene, you understand? So I saw that that couldn't work. I say, well, that can't work. You cannot, I cannot, I cannot promote that. Nobody want to come and see that. So I say, okay, how are we going to fix that? So I say, we have to go down to the grassroots. So we have to put a structure in place that you can develop them players to become a better quality so then so then that's when I decided okay you know what I have to scrap that that don't gonna happen now overnight that's going to be a long process I have a lot of patience maybe you might be I might not be the person to actually enjoy the, the, the fruits but I going to go at it anyway because my son coming up I want him to enjoy it it might you know what I mean so I tell him I always tell him what I doing right now is for you so I don't want you to grow up begging for job looking for job because i do i do i do, i'm not in that you know what i mean so i want when you come up you see what your father help to put a thing in place that you can come right through it you follow me that you can find a place in it that you and, and you can enjoy it because the key is to to me for me the key to life is to get a job that you enjoy doing that you, you get paid for doing something you love that's that's like a dream job mm-hmm. you know what i mean so you love football and you're getting paid to play football i mean what's better than that that's what i said when i was when i get to join ck the man, the, 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 um, the guy tell me, you're going to pay me $20 to help him to connect, to just come and connect speakers. I said, so you're going to pay me to come and see who? <laughs> well, life is a dream. I, I, that's a no-brainer. So, you know what I mean? So, that's what I, I seen that, you know, that, that thing that we need to put structure in place so that at some point, it's going to reach a point where we can actually have a vibrant, you know, industry in the sports where people want to leave their home because he calls the base. Jamaica, you're talking about there. Watch this school ball, this school boys football. That's on, 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 on um, they play that on um, Sportsmax. Big international TV, the high school football, and you watch the level, the stands is filled. And it's just high school football, you know, not college, not premier, high school in Jamaica. So you see, they, 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 they actually put everything in place. And we, we, um, another thing is that in the Caribbean, by now we should have a, like you're talking about the West Indies. We also have a Caribbean football league, a Caribbean basketball league, something, a professional league, because Europe have all their leagues for their development of their players. See, Germany have their league for, because that's how German, Germany thriving in the World Cup, because Germany have their big professional league. England have their own. All those over there in Europe, you have all the South America, even the state, New America, all of them. But we in the Caribbean, we do have the West Indies, we do have that. And we have, we have, we have enough islands to come together and make a nice league a nice professional league where we can now play at that level and you can earn a living you know what I mean but I don't know who we're waiting for to do it first but I don't waiting for nobody so I just doing what I can and hoping that people will catch on to the vision and something will happen you know what I mean so so what I mean what are you doing you have you are you have leagues organized you have training sessions are you are you working with the football association um I know you, you told me earlier that you you're a licensed FIFA coach. Um but but do you do you do you get support, do you get collaboration from the football association? What are some of the challenges that you that you face as you try to organize um young people in their in their sports? 
Well, the main challenge is trying to convince people to get involved in something that is to start from scratch. And there's no money involved. Everybody wants, the first thing is money, you know what I mean? But they don't want to build the thing and then say to themselves, like, in two, three years, the money will come. So it's, 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 it, that's the, the main challenge, finance. So therefore, I find myself filling in roles that's vacant in all different aspects. That's why when he was asking me, I give all different roles for myself. Because it's not, that's not, they are not my expertise. They're not what I, I, I do study for them, but I just see like there, there's a, a void. I have to fool it. So there's coaching. I end up in coaching not because I was, had a passion for it and I born in it and things so. I just felt like there's not enough coaches. I'm not seeing coaches um, and, 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 you know, those that have the license for coaching, they're still not, like they're waiting for somebody to hire them to, play for, to, to, to coach the national team, but they're not taking their time and say, let's, let me open my own academy, let me try and, you know, develop some players or something like that. They, they're waiting, for, they, everybody looking for, you know, finance, you know what I mean? Mm-hmm. So that's why I, I got into coaching. And I saw, like, so there are certain players, like the, the, the limited coaches that are there, they are selective in who they're taking into their academies. And there are a lot of good talents that are out there that don't get the opportunity because they maybe looked up, looked down on, or, you know, they do, you know, they look at, a, they see them as a challenge, you know, like a coward. They don't want to take them coward in the thing. They were more looking for a nice mommy, nice child, you know, and those, you know. So I, I, I look, I always, I don't compete. I always look to compliment. So I look for those players that nobody is checking, taking them on. And I, you know, they see me do nothing. I organize a little thing. I get to ball on the, on the field and just get the, once you bring it, they will come. And they come around and you just keep them, bring your friends, bring your friends, come. And so you just start like that and start to work with them. And then you start to see who that, you know, give them the opportunity. And then you start to see them excel. And when this, and then after that, you can use the game to, impl- to, 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 um, to instill discipline and stuff like that in the players. In the mute to check it mm-hmm. because they come to play and they want to play. And again, if you want to play, you have to be a certain way. So you have to watch your language. You have to you have, you do you know don't dread each other. Those kind of thing like that. And I I I very high on discipline because yeah, my mentor is Solka Kenrick Solka Emmanuel, and that's I he's he's who I learned coaching from because he's a legend from Dominica, captain national team and stuff like that. And he's one of the best coach in Dominica right now. You know what I mean? So, and one of his main thing is discipline, and I, 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 I think on that too. So that, like I said, you can use the use the game. So all those little when you look at the players, like they they, they come from broken home, car what and thing like that, and you don't want to, you know, be around. You don't want to give them a chance. I see that I like challenges, and I feel like you know you can use the game to change this players, and I've seen it happen countless times. You know what I mean? So. That's you know that's all that's that's what I do. So I do the coaching, and then after I do the coaching, I help you know, and I take little here and there and try to develop you know develop them players. And, and one time I use the social media and the other medias to promote those players. And I see them, those that start to take off a little you know excel, look a little more exceptional. Then they start to you know take photos, a little video clips, put them on there, you know start to promote them. And start to look for ways and opportunities for them. So that's the kind of thing. That's the things I do. So, so if a parent is listening to you right now, or somebody, in, most of my audience are, are in diaspora, but they have a nephew back or niece back in Dominica, and they they want to get them involved with you because they like what you hear and that that positive um, association with the young people. How how does somebody get into 
into the programs that you're involved with? How does a young person get involved? Well, they just um just get in contact with me, Dunstan Maggie Peters. You could uh, you, you just link me on Facebook. I'm always that's why I, I live in. I'm much hosted on Facebook, you know. And also in my WhatsApp, you can WhatsApp me. You can check my number is um one seven six seven six one six four four five nine. That's one seven six seven six one six four four five nine. And you just reach out to me, and I will even. I don't have to take you into. In, I don't have to take you into my own um my own thing i don't really have, i personally i organize actually organize a club but i have a club house and have the structure in place you know but i just see the need for it like i say when i and then i see a need for i organize so i organize club basketball football but maybe if you live in somewhere all the way castle bruce i can i can um talk to you know a coach down there like you know stanton um you know seraphine and them i can direct you in a direction you know it's not to say I'm looking for to 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 have everything for myself. I just according to where you are, where you're located, I can direct you in the right direction, you know. And if I cannot do it, if I cannot like if let's say it's cricket, you want to play, and I not I don't know what cricket, I'm going to try to find you know somebody that to help you in cricket. So I just like the bridge between everybody trying to make that link. But listeners, if you if you're joining us late, my guest tonight on this weekend interview is uh, Mr. Dunstan Maggie Peters, a self-described sports activist, and he's been involved in getting young people interested in sports on an on a organized level, interested in engaging the authorities to, to help to put um, structure and facilities in place that can help young people to, to develop in sports. He, he's expressed his vision to see sports uh, men and women thrive and be able to get to the point where they can even make a living, a good living, from sports. And and so we, he's my guest tonight on this weekend interview. We're finding out quite a bit about the work that he does. And and so as we get back to the to the interview, um, Maggie, I want you to talk a little bit about um, one of the goals that you have is that when you when you find talent. Because um, Dominica may not be set up right now to help grow that talent and get it to a point where um, it can mature and really, you know, blossom, um, that you 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 able to to get those young that young talent opportunities outside of Dominica. So let's talk about that aspect of your of your work a little bit. Um, yeah, well, um, like I said, the the the. The, uh, the Dominica, the, the the atmosphere is not right. They haven't got the, the right facilities and stuff like that, you know, the right surface to make these talents reach the peak where they, they need to be. So, and it's been, it's pointless. It's been pointless time after time begging and you don't see it coming. So the next step is to try to get those talents out there. Get them to those, if you cannot get the facilities and stuff to come to them, get them to it. So um, I, threw, I, I took a, 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 a next, you know, a next mission where looking to see how we can get opportunities. And so all I, did, I used to do is use, use the platform or the social media and just, the, a lot of the players, like, I, the, the players that I help are not, not from, like, my club or anything. Anywhere, could be from team from any end from Kashaku to Kapushin. Once you have the talent and I I can notice it, 
then I'm gonna try to see how I can help, you know. Mm-hmm. And um, so, so therefore, you know, we we using the media, using social media, get the photos, get little clips, and get people to see them, and then the interest building and stuff like that. And um, after pushing for so long, um, there were some guys up in the states in, from Saint Lucia who were organizing a showcase, a, co- a scholarship showcase in Saint Lucia. And they were reaching out to other islands because they have they 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 they, they, they themselves got scholarships, um, sports scholarship football to play in the states, so they were giving back to the island. And then that is a that in itself is a business as well. You know, if you can get athletes to come on scholarship, then you know it's a business because it's, it's a sports business. So they they were organizing and they try to um, extend the invitation to other islands, including Dominica, you know, Grenada and those little islands there. So they sent out invitation to the the associations but it seems like they wasn't getting no feedback they wasn't getting no response so after trying so much and not getting no feedback one of them end up seeing my page seeing some so much athletes on my page he sees so much athletes on my page that he thought to himself that i must be a guy with an academy and a, a structured vibes so he reached out to me and tell me um excuse me sir would, would you um would you be interested in showcasing some of your athletes i tell him what you mean he tell me well they have a uh, you know an event scholarship showcase in St. Lucia on such and such a date. So I tell him, tell me more about it. He tell me you're going to have U.S. scouts and stuff like that and things. So, so when he tell me, I say, sure, of course. <laughs> I have no academy, but I tell the man, of course. I can't make that passage. I've been looking forward the longest while. So, so, so we just come on my, you know. And then I say, all right. So, boom, I start to think. I tell him, ask him, like, how much athletes we, we, we can, we can, um, we, I can, can I send? He tell me five. I say, all right, five boys. He tell, me five. he tell me five boys. I say, boys only, no girls. Because there was this girl that I was pushing because she was so exceptionally talented. Mm-hmm. She played for my, for my, she played basketball for my club. She played football for some other, another club. She, she was, she was a national. She at 17, at 16, 16, she was playing for the national team, senior team, football. 17, she played. Every sport you can think of on the island, she played it at a national level. Basketball, football, track and field, volleyball, netball, everything. Her name is Romelcia Philip. You understand? Mm-hmm. See, I was, I was, so, and she's also, she, she went to the Dominica Grammar School, and she was like a great, a top, top, top shelf student in terms of academics. She got eight ones and two twos in CXC. Mm-hmm. Eight ones and two twos. And she was, and her athletics are high level. Even sprinting. Number one, everything you understand. So I say like, there's no reason that these girls should be in Dominica. She's too talented to be here. She needs to be out there. You know, what I mean, making us proud. I I went to all about. I went to 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 the sponsors. And I went to Flow. I tell Flow, yo, we need to put this girl on a billboard so that other young girls can see her mm-hmm. and feel motivated to be like her. They tell me, yeah, they were, you know, it's a good idea and things, but it never come to fruition. I'm still pushing for it. You know what I mean? So when the guy tell me, um, five boys, they tell me, so what, what about girls? They tell me, well, if you feel you have a girl that's good enough, you can bring her. I say, sure. So she was the first person I chose. I was, I selected the players. So I select her first, Romelsa Philip, and then being part of Harlem Newton with Solka. Solka, what I, he, he, what I, what I, he always says to the players when he coach them, I'm not coaching you to win championship in Dominica and to blow pee pop up and you know trophy and thing like that. I'm I'm preparing you to be to, to to for professionalism, for out there international vibes. You understand? So 
his level of coaching what he gave them is real professional stuff so it was easy for me to just get players from that program so i chose giles michel uh, who was a defender for, for for that club Harlem, um andres joseph and then there was um there was two and then so i had three and then I chose, um, I decided I don't want to seem biased for the people to say because I'm from Newton, I pick only Newton people. So I selected the next player named um, jo- um, Jolly, um, for this first name, Jolly. He's from Barber State, playing for Barber State at the time. And the next one from Mao, which all these are players I also saw through organizing leagues. Me and Saul can be organized, and Joe Faustin, we organized some youth leagues in Newton from like three years back. And we were seeing those players come like under 13, under 16. So these are players I saw growing up developing so it was easy for me to just pick pinpoint the names mm-hmm. because we, i was keeping tabs on them mm-hmm. so i selected these five and i go to so i went to solka i said solka these um these are the players and this is the opportunity i get and that's the players i chose and whatnot he said me yeah so tell me if we can get more because he feel there's more i tell him okay i'll go ask the guy the guy tell me okay we give us two more so solka selected two more players um you know montel montel um has um shati son and and then um, and then he chose um, a girl that's um Alija Tit. That's our partner Wang's daughter. These are all these are talented, there's more, but these are you know, we take the seven and then Solka start to prepare them. We put a structure in place. We had Don Yoga, we had um Sabrina Bully, we had um Sheldon um Sheldon um um Kazimi with the cameras and things so doing everything. So we had a nice structure in place to prepare them students and uh, and we went to the the clubs to, to 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 contribute towards the the trip going to St. Lucia went to the football association to contribute and then we took them went to St. Lucia with seven of them and the showcase went to the showcase and when we got there our students was just like this course was like in awe when they saw our players they were in awe like what will you get them like where where these players they come from because no 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 um knock on the St. Lucia players but our players are looking like just a whole different a whole different class of players you know what i mean and all of the seven we selected at the end we, we brought there six of them got scholarships were selected by schools just one, one in the u.s yeah six of them got selected just one the one from Mao didn't get selected and guess what the following year they told us to bring him back and he got selected so seven out of seven got through and the following year when we when they, they come back with that program they came the, the, the FA finally re- reached out. The FA, football, association. football association, yeah. Mm-hmm. They finally got on board because they saw the success. So they got on board and they took over. And when they took over, they brushed me aside because I don't know for some reason they didn't. They, they, they didn't know I was involved, so they brushed me aside. Me and Sol, and you know, they br- and they did their own thing. I still came to them and tell them like, you know, I been there. I was involved, so I know what the people are looking for. So they please allow me to be part of the vibe the the other man that they have the people and thing and anyway i reached out to the guy who got in contact with me first and told him that um the fa just doesn't want me being involved but between me and him i know there's some players that they're living out that i know are vital to that you know that that, that fit the bill so he tell me well okay maggie you know we trust your your judgment and things so be seeing what you brought to us the first time the quality so we trust your judgment so I tell him, okay, I want to bring, there's two players I want to bring, it mean no problem. So I organized with the parents and the club of the players and the finance, the players, we brought them to St. Lucia and got in there again. And the FA brought like nine players 
and I brought I brought on my own two, and we was there. So that's eleven from Dominica. And when we got there in the showcase, one of the players I brought there, Delroy Parker, shocked the place. He was just the the the, the, the scouts, the coaches, all the scouts from was at the, in the VIP booth. They ran down to me, tell me like, where where did where this guy come from? Immediately he was the most sought out sought after player. The player, the player that was left, they left out that I decided he has to be there. He was the most sought out after player in that showcase. You understand? Mm-hmm. And um, he was selected by a school. He goes to Union County College right now. And he was, he's one of these kids that I, I really want to vouch for. I, I believe that he is going to be the first like big star for Dominica, Delroy Parker. He, along with the, one of the guys from the first one, Giles Michel, they are the two that are of prof- um, professional caliber, I can tell you, and I believe that they're gonna be the two. Two of them are gonna be our first mainstream big stars on those either on the MLS or something like that. You know what I mean? In- incredible, incredible work that you do. And um, listeners, I want you to remember that name, Delroy Parker. Remember, <laughs> What's the, uh, Giles and Giles Michel. <laughs> and that doesn't that's not discount those others oh, as well right. because. Yeah. Because as they get exposed to training and facilities, you'll be surprised who they, who they blossom. Yeah. But, but you know, we really admire what you do and the, and the passion with which you do it. Um, so let's talk about, let's talk to our audience and tell them about some of the needs that you have and how they can, you know, jump in and assist and, and, and you know, what some of the challenges, because we have those kids coming and going, they have to go to St. Lucia and they have to compete. Yeah, but I mean, how, how do they get the, the equipment that they need? How do you get the equipment that you need for training them? Um, those of us in the diaspora, I'm sure. I have, I have my friend, I can, I can mention his name, um, Yuzeb Roberts, Zeb. Zeb came to the U.S. on a basketball scholarship, you know? And he, after that, he stayed and he, he's making a decent life for himself. Um, with the opportunity that he got from playing basketball. You know, he played basketball at SMA and then the National League. Superstar in Windsor Park. Got scouted and, and so 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 there are examples of what you of what you're doing, but it was like a hit and miss or whatever it is. But right now, if you, you are organizing this in a structured and um, a structured setting. So so I want you to, to tell the audience how they can help you. Yeah, um, like like I was saying, um, with with all that, all that in place and all that has been happening, I still don't find. I still don't think. I don't find that the structure. There's a structure hasn't been set in place. It's like so somehow we don't. I like the people and them that are the helm haven't seen the 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 the, the, the like seen this as a, 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 a an opportunity that we need to embrace and. We need to capitalize on. So there's no structure in place. So these kids are like this showcase is ongoing. And another thing I'm trying to do is we try we need to do is to try to get up uh, get to get this showcase uh, to get our own showcase where our kids will have to travel to anywhere else because they're making right now those that went out there are making so much of a hit right now. Like the first the we have ten of them out there. We have ten of them out there, and trust me, is they are getting high accolades, like Charles Michel and Andres Joseph. They just single-handedly, like they, they just 
um, push their, 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 their college to the championship. You know what I mean? And then you have um, Jolly. Jolly um, got high got some high awards in his in his um school free football montel as well and alicia all of them are high so right now the coaches that they're playing for actually want to find more players they want to go they want to go to the source of where these players come from and this is the impact we're looking for so we need to organize our own showcase in dominica where we now have to invite st lucia and the mother islands to come and bring their players here because we have established where that our players are top quality and we have a, a niche for, for for that sort of quality so we need we need to to put things in place and we need we need for our people out there in the diaspora we, who has been on scholarships like your guy you see there and others that still have links with the coaches in the schools to make them know like yo you know back in dominica we need we have so much you know hungry players that want to come out there you know hungry in terms of you know they have the talent and they want the opportunity so we can get them down there so now we have the players like same Daryl Parker I'm talking about his coach his coach is high on him and his coach is already saying that he wants to come to Dominica to see if he can get more like him you understand this is what we're looking for you know what I mean and the next thing is that the same is you know, the Free Kick Foundation who is those responsible for the showcase in St. Lucia um, this year it's going to be in Antigua so we're going to again have to travel to another island and there's no structure in place where we are funding to take those players so we, go, we, have, we, 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 we have so much more players that we could bring but because of lack of funding we have to bring a limited amount but if we have we need to have some kind of some kind of um uh, some kind of fund in place some kind of you know like you have scholarship fund some kind of t- thing in place where we have funds that we can tap into that we can bring the deserving players out there to showcase and then when they come and they get selected by the school that we have funds to you know take them to do the necessary thing they need to do to to go and um go to get the visa and stuff like that and travel and whatever they need to do to get to that point we need to get that get the instructions in place and also you know we need to we need to also have like the the, the like the, the sat imagine just a simple thing like the sat exam that the, the that's mandatory to enter the college that our players the, the coaches and them like when they come to do the the, the showcase after they finish do it they're telling you that you need to do the SAT and the players no one the players even know what the SAT is so that's a thing that we're supposed to that should be in our curriculum in school right now because you know you must see the SAT to go in them schools in the states so why when them that like that that like Greek to the players like SAT what they call that you know what I mean and that you know so right now we are players this year because the thing is in Antigua they say that you if you don't have a city score then you cannot um go cannot travel we have to beg the guy tell the guy sorry tell the guy listen man you have to give us a little break you know what i mean because so what we have to do is okay make sure your 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 register and pay so the committee to do the sat so we shouldn't have that next year next year we shouldn't have to be telling players the, the schools and them should have to be making that and the clubs and them should have making that mandatory that the players once you finish fifth form do the sats you understand so we need these things in place so so listeners i hope you 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 hearing and and you're taking notes because i'm going to come to you often to get involved um there are people who can help educate those kids to prepare them for the sat i for one i just finished helping my my son to um to do the sat to get into college so i know for sure i can contribute in that direction organize a program for the kids to to prepare for the sat but right now i have a call on the line um shabu are you there 
Okay, you there. Um, I I want you to introduce yourself to the um to the audience and tell them who you are and what your experiences. I understand that you you are an example of of a young of a youth a Dominican youth that that was able to come to um come to the U.S. on a on a sports scholarship. So let's introduce. Tell them your 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 name and and just talk about your experience a bit with the, with the program. I've been up here for about 15 years. I came up on a football scholarship, uh, part half government and half through the school, uh, former national player, and that's how I ended up getting the scholarship. When you went to Mexico, I think sometime 2004. And um, yeah, I went to school and then the rest is history. Um, when I met Maggie a couple of weeks ago, and I, well, I've been following him and the work he has been doing, and I'm like, oh, that's the kind of people or that's the person I would like to associate with or to rub shoulders with, where the youth is concerned and football, well, sports in general, but I tend to be more biased where football is concerned, but sports in general. Um, so we, we, we linked up, he got my number, we linked up, we had a meeting, and I tell Maggie I'm on board. So currently, we have a Dominica team in New York play in the Caribbean Cup. We play every year. For the past few years, it has been very disappointing in terms of the numbers. And the young players, they are not committed and, and plenty run around. And in that league, registration is, is, is quite costly. And we tell ourselves as management, we cannot afford to be going for this thing every year and getting the same result. So we had a Caribbean Cup meeting, which I represented Dominica Maggie came along. And the meeting was, was well attended by different Caribbean countries. And after the meeting, Maggie sent me a text asking me he wanted to be part of management. So I tell Maggie, well, definitely we'll have to meet on that, but I, I will give you the okay right now. And I know the other pe- um, people on the management committee won't object to that. So he told me, okay, no problem. So we set up a meeting for last week Saturday at my brother's house. It went well. Introduced myself, introduced Maggie, and we're all on the same page. And we decide we're going to do this for Dominica and for the kids. Because at the end of the day, football is a career right now. Well, sports, cricket, you know, that T20 thing going around. There's money to be made of football. And not just money, but at least the kids will, will get a scholar, will get an education, a song education. And when they get the education, they could contribute back to Dominica in whatever way. So, football is my heart, sports is my heart, and I do contribute where I'm at right now. I contribute to kids, to the Postman Academy, even to Roseau, there's an academy, Windridge Academy. I contributed towards that because I wrote up a project some months ago and I, and I, I, I received a hundred shin guards and uniforms and balls, what have you. And they were all donated when I went down for the independence. So, I, I want to be part of that movement where I can help kids from back home because my experience is like, I would like other people to have that, or even better than nice. And I can see I'm proud, I can see if it, have, if it wasn't for football, I might, I would not have been here today. So that's, that's in a nutshell, that's, that's, me. that's my background. All right, so I want you to talk a little bit about, you know, when you were in Dominica as a young as a young young man young boy, uh, at what age you got? Up. Huh? You're breaking up. Say it again. 
No, I was saying I wanted you to talk a little bit about when you were in when you were in Dominica as a young as a young person in Dominica, um, and you got involved in in in, this, in the program. That uh, how did you get recruited? Uh, just talk about the process a little bit. Well, it, it happened in, in in a strange way. It's like one Saturday I was passing by the by the plane field in Portsmouth, and I saw a group of guys playing. And there was this um, this white man coach, Andy Bilkar. And I just, I said, can I join? And he told me, sure. And those days, they're like any other young boy. I mean, you you on the street, you, you get into activities you should, you should never get gotten into. And I went, he told me, okay, I train. He told me if I come back the next week, the following week, he'll give me a, a football shoes. I came back. Unfortunately, my foot was too big, so I didn't get a, a shoe to fit me at the time. I maybe end up getting the shoes maybe on my fifth, fifth, yeah, the fifth week. And then we were training every Saturday. We used to go exchange games with Newton at the time. Geoff Austin was in charge of the Newton Academy. So we'll go up there and maybe once a month. We'll go to Woodford Hill. And then Andy made me the captain of the team, the academy. And um, there was on the 19th training in 99. The team had to go to Jamaica. And he's like, go and train in Roseau. I'm like, no, I'm not going to Roseau. I mean, I'm not in, in, at the time, I said, not in Roseau people's story. That's, I t- tend to be biased. But anyway, he did pursue me. And he, after how many attempt, I went to training. And then I could, I could never remember that. I can never forget that. The next day, he called me and he told me, what happened in training? I'm like, what are you talking about? I just went to training as a normal player. He told me, well, Joff called him and Joff had so much praise and Joff said he never saw me before. And so forth and so forth. I'm like, all right. And then I made the team. We went to Jamaica. I think it's 99, 2000, somewhere they went to Jamaica. We was in a group with Cayman, Grenada, and Jamaica. And the winner had to go to Argentina. Unfortunately, we came out second. Jamaica came out first. Then we came back to Dominica, and then they decided, well, they're going to switch up the national team, the senior team this time. So they want young players. So they call around 10 or 12 of us to train. Again, I was reluctant to go, but anyway, I ended up going. I made the team. I think we went to Grenada first tour. And then I just continued playing, continued being a regular member of the senior team. And then when we went to Mexico, that's when a coach from a school saw me. And the rest, the rest is history. I took up the opportunity. I mean, I went to the government at the time. And they agreed to, to, to provide me with a half scholarship. And the school provided me with the other half. Yeah. And then also, while playing, I took over the academy now together with Andy. So, like, every Saturday, I'll be out there training the kids. We'll often have games, exchange games with um, Wayne George and Eddie, Egbert John Baptist from, uh, I think he's a teacher at Community High School. So, we'll always exchange games. They'll come to Portsmouth, we'll go to Roseau. And I, 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 I coached the academy for a number of years. And I did that because I, because somebody did it for me. And I say, you know what? I cannot leave the kids hanging. I have to go back and the knowledge I have, I have to go back and impact, make it, make <clears throat> impact on the kids and, 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 and be a role model to them. And as of today, I mean, if I go back, I mean, it's like the, the, the support I get in from the kids, fellas are playing right now for the premier team in Portsmouth. The, the kind of respect I get from them is overwhelming. And that's why I always encourage them on the senior team that every Saturday they could rotate. Somebody need to go back 
on the pitch and help help with the younger ones because right now the academy is so big now and they alone cannot do it. And bear in mind, this is not a paid academy, this is a free academy. So all all on sundry. So I, I always try to tell them, listen, don't be that selfish. And they did it for you all, I did it for you all, or you can do it for somebody else. And um, I think the academy, easy way to go. As you could see, just two weeks ago, the personal secondary school was in three finals of the school competition, under 19, under 17, under 15. And that could only happen just because of the academy. Most, 90% or if not most of the players are enrolled in the academy. That's hence the reason why the level was so, so much of a high standard, where they were featured in three, three, three finals. They, they won two, they lost one. Yeah. Yeah, so, you know, I, I, I'm happy that you called. I'm happy that you called because it gives the audience the opportunity to to understand what we're saying, that, you know, the opportunities are there, but it used to be by chance, by luck. But but what Maggie is trying to do and what you what you are doing as well is to put a structure around it where it can be more predictable, and we, and bec- and when it becomes more predictable, it becomes more attractive, and then it, it makes a big difference in society. So so I want to thank you so much for calling in and sharing your story, and um and let's stay in touch. I I would like to have you as my guest on this weekend interview and talk to you for a whole hour about your experience and, and what you're doing. So let's stay in touch, and, and thank you so much for calling, man. Okay, thanks for having me. All right, thank you. Okay. Yeah, so listeners, you know, this this is what we're talking about when we talk about, um, when we talk about the, the work, the difference that, that one, one person can make, the difference that they can make when there's a vision and you follow up that vision with a plan. That, that, that definitely... Is something that that we would like to um to say now. Also, with me in um in studio is is Zed Zed Lloyd, and um, you hear Maggie say um in, in close in the beginning of, the, of our conversation that Zed was one of his um one of his teachers, you know. Um, so Zed, I want you to to just talk a little bit about your former student Maggie and and, and how you feel seeing you know the the impact and the contribution he's having. But even more wide than that, talk about the vision that you see him implementing, and um, and how we can how we can make a difference in um, how we how, you know that programs like that can make a huge difference. Yeah, thank you, brother. Good evening. Well, I am. Um, I I really I'm happy that Maggie could be here tonight. I'm happy we could have this interview, could have this conversation because. Um, I've been out here in the States a, a, a good while, and um, a lot of time you think that you need a whole group of people to do things, to make things happen, and then Maggie just comes from left field and he just destroys all that, that entire paradigm. Just, he, just, he just takes it and smashes it against the wall, and so that kind of just, you know, that woke me up a certain way, you know, it's like, we have to let the diaspora hear about this, brother. We have to talk about this thing a little deeper. We have to talk about people like Shabu and his experiences, and and the Shabu story is another very interesting story, and I really need to get him back here and, and talk about it because it's a real transformation of life. And so I think that, for me, is what is important, that here is, an, as you say, a predictable opportunity that where we can, we, we can say, okay, there is the struggle, there is the poverty, there is the whatever, 
But at the end of the day, here is a lifeline that can transform lives in Dominica. And and I, I just I applaud that because to see that you can you have a process where you can reach out. I mean I thought that was so complicated. Maggie's out there in Dominica, you have the thing well covered. <laughs> you know what I mean? And just just zero in on the thing. There is so much money in the schools for sports scholarship and it's like something we never really took and focused on and and, and and really you know and now so we know it can be done and so I just want us to even the, the SAT thing as you said we maybe can set up some network where we can help teach these kids to pass these SMA things these are things that we do out here help kids you know do it for free in, in, in the neighborhood so we can do it for free in regard to Dominica there's, there's a Lime network I think or Digicel 1M has an, a, a homework process so maybe all these things we can look into and see how some of us out here who have the, 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 the skill and the means to, to teach and, and tutor for passing that sad thing so we can play that role so I, I just want to extend it diaspora really to, to connect with this thing and see how we can help make it happen it's, 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 it's hard we, we come from a home here or government in a certain sense hasn't really focused enough on sports although there is something so those who can and, in, and who have connects and who can speak to the authorities that be I call on you to, to place it in their air you know Place it in the air. Let us let us get Maggie some some audience in the right you know homes of power and 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 people who can make things move in the country, so that we can have that conversation extended. Because I think it is it is a cheap investment. It's a cheap investment. Even as we talk about tourism, if we can if we can look at it, sports is a new tourism. Because it, it, you have all these little. I see Barbados. I was reading this story with Barbados and Rihanna, and and. The kind of impact that Rihanna had on Barbados' tourism is just is crazy. You know, just one individual. So if we can build a few superstars that can people can that can make Dominica a, 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 a you know a mentioned name in other circles, you know what kind of investment that is for us as a country? So so that is where I want to us to see and take this. And so I, I just wanna yeah, I'm just happy tonight to, to be able to touch base with Maggie and for us to talk about this and, and to you know listen to this interview and just spread it and let us let us get the word going but the diaspora in particular I think we can help make this thing happen by reaching out and helping helping with some boots and some sports gears I myself haven't been doing what I should do and I, I need to make that commendation to myself to help a little more I think Harlem and those places can benefit those other communities so if you come from these villages you can find out who's playing the sports who needs what sizes of boots they need what those things those little things those very little things you know buy a few football boots a few you know balls it, it's nothing too expensive you know from talking to him and understanding the process is things that we in the diaspora can help where the government is not able we can fill that little void mm -hmm. you know what start with your villages even if you cannot get directly with maggie make it easier for him provide some for some spots to your to your community and um, organizations or whatever and let us let us help make this happen because i think this is an awesome awesome protocol to to get off the ground you know thank you thank you um brother zed i you know the the hour flew by you know um no no yeah. and um you know i know we could we could go on for a long time but but in essence you know if you if you join in the second half my guest tonight on this weekend interview was um Dunstan Maggie Peters a, a a young man who grew up and looked at his circumstances and and saw that he could make a difference 
and he, he stepped forward and, and started getting involved with young people and started getting involved with them in sports. And not just to just bring them out and play sports. That's fine because if any time you spend with a young person, it's time well invested. But he took it to a next level where he actually did it in a structured and organized manner. And you know, you know what they say, you prepare yourself. You say, prepare yourself so that when the time comes, you will pass the test. And, and he was doing his thing. He had his vision. He had no idea how he was going, to, how the breakthrough was going to come. And somebody calls him and contacts him from St. Lucia. And right away, you know, it, it, it just um, spiraled upwards. Um, leapfrog it if he want to speak. But if he had not done anything, somebody would have called him. He would have been lackluster. He sent one, two guys. But, but when they called him, he immediately knew who he had. He had, a, he had a structure in place. And that is what we admire. And, and Zed made some very good points about we playing our part and we helping to contribute. Um, maybe you can pick a player from your village and sponsor him. Almost like adopt a player kind of thing. You know, it, all it takes is a pair of boots, some shin guards, some socks, pants and shirts. And, some, and just, just, just the mere fact that you out there and you show an interest in a, in a young person is going to be motivation because he or she not going to want to disappoint you. You know, um, this person helping me out and, and sending, you know, but there are different levels at which we can, we can contribute. You know, so, so Maggie, I, I, you know, I, I so admire what you do. Um, you know, I, I, I hope that you, you feel the satisfaction so far because you've been getting some results. But, but let me pass the you know, mic back to you to just, just wind it up and, and let's just you know, tell the audience more if, of what we have spoken about. Yeah, um, something I needed to touch on is something that I, I, I from the, from, since from the beginning, uh, when, I, when I got involved, I was trying to, I, I keep preaching and it still hasn't, I don't know why, is the, the, the video, video recording of the players because the day, the, in, we, we need technology age 2019, you know what I mean? And back then, scouts used to travel all the way to your island to see players, but now, is videos they want to see a clip they want to see clips of the game they want to see game tips so they can see you in game situation and then they so then you know and i've been telling the, the people and them at the helm you know we need to even though not all the games might be expensive but you know invest in a camera invest in a couple of camera at least two two people or one person two people you know take some footage of them games you know these players, you see, you know, you have two, uh, two tough teams with some a lot of talent on there. Even the national team, you know, record the game. Our national team games have been recorded. Our high, or Premier League, nothing. You know what I mean? And I've been at them to the point when I before because I started by talking. I started by talking, t- trying to tell them what needs to be done. When I see they're not doing it, I decided I have to do it. I I fed up of talking, so is I find get my camera, get my phone, take some little footage put them, post them up and like that. But we still need that and that's what um, I had an interview with New Music Zone and that's what they're helping me. We just started a GoFundMe. We had the first one which got me here so on that mission. You know? And we start another one now. We're going to start, we start another one. This one is for us to get electronic equipment. Um, namely videos, video um, you know, recording, you know, video, video recorders, you know, cameras, um, tripods, those kind of, all those things you need to to make to 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 get the games all them get the games on um um film and then edit them and all the stuff like that 
also get um you know clocks you know for basketball you know score clocks and stuff and stuff like that so electronic equipment this is what we're shooting for right now because this is very important because you tell a, a coach we have such and such a player and then he's going to tell you um you have any footage of the, of the player because that happened actually happened the, the, the player we have there playing basketball that um we brought a player jacob barry who play basketball he's at fda and it's a result of there was let me give it a, a quick story there was a player i met him on a football field in newton my on my on my field i came i saw a player a, a kid and he's 14 years old and he's six five and i stand by him i say wow wow you playing basketball he tell me no i said most school going sma i said how come you're not playing basketball he say you don't know i say i say who's your mother he show me more i say mommy send this kid to meet me bring this kid to meet me in grammar school saturday morning saturday at 2 40. his name is um Lo- uh, malik laura 14 years old met him watching his cousin playing football in the academy newton and he tell his um his mother bring him they bring him and he has no idea i give him the ball he has no idea to bounce the ball i show him how to bounce the ball he try anything i give him just bounce the ball just you know show him a little thing and then he came a couple of saturdays and after i tell his mother buy him a ball they buy him a ball give him a ball them you in my youth every little break you get just bounce the ball you eat your finish eat your food just bounce the ball every any, any time you have nothing to do bounce the ball and he bounce the ball and then after that my summer program come up he was part of it and i got two little help with um some coaches to help me bernard mills um egbert charles you know these guys come and help me in my pro- in my summer program and we start to work with the youth and some other youth and guess what at the end of it the the kid this kid uh I, I was coaching grammar school he going to sma when we come and play against sma i seen this kid on the court playing he make the team he couldn't play basketball and just for going that little program with me he made the team not because he tall he was actually playing guess what he, this kid did sma beat my team grammar school and this kid scored 40 points pulled down about 20 rebounds it was bittersweet for me because we lose but my i seen like that's my product right there you couldn't play no basketball the kid scored 40 points against sma against grammar school and they win the game and i was so proud so i said wow like what i did whatever i did is working i took a kid that couldn't play nothing to something so i start to continue working with him and some others other kids start to come when they see that some other kids come and join it's because they see success they see they see proof that my my thing working so they start to come boom guess what i start to talk about him on the radio when i go on afi mate show i talking about that kid because i'm so proud i'm so proud about that first time i actually see that i i am responsible for somebody from scratch to they can do something so i keep talking about that and some lady in miami florida heard me keep and was listening and she messaged me she told me her husband's friend is a coach in a in a school high school and that six five youth is interested and they want to you know reach out to me and see what they can do so i give them information boom, boom, boom. so then they tell me the coach wants footage i don't footage I tell him I don't have no footage. I, have, I send him, uh, some little footage of clips of him training, but they, they want they want to see me in a game situation. So I I I do have no footage, but I've been telling those guys, you know, record some games they're doing it. So I went to sports division and I said, you have no footage of them school games. They mean no. I say all right. I start to scramble my brain. I say you know what? I had to create create something. So I had to organize a quick tournament, mini tournament, for two days in SMA grounds. I invited some Portsmouth kids, um, Salisbury. And I take I had my son with that same kid and some other kids that in my program make a team. So we had four teams, like some kids from Pishle. So I had four teams. Organized a quick tournament in SME. I was the referee. I was the I was everything. And then I had um this guy Sharon Button. He was he had his camera. So he was recording and he was also commentating. So 
big up Sharon Button, that's my boy there. Ifan Button, that's um um thing son. Necker son. You know what I mean? And then some other kids see some other guys see the vibe and they come and help. So some other guys come and help with the referee. And we had the tournament going, a nice little mini tournament, and the kids enjoying themselves. But what I'm doing is trying to get game footage to send for the coach. So I just put that together so I can create an atmosphere of a game. You know what I mean? I went to Sports Division to get a clock. They tell me, they uh, give me a clock, but they give me some paper to score. I say, all right, no problem. Anyway, so we're doing our thing. And at the end of it, where I get all the footage, if and button edit it, he send it to me. He, se- he do edit it. He just send the footage to me. I send it for the, I, I, I look at it. I send it to the coaches. But then, the kids keep coming to me and tell me, Maggie, so what's next? Because I told them it's a showcase we're doing there. So they're checking like, what's next? What we know what's happening? I tell them, well, I've got a guy going to edit everybody's own, you know, select the players. And So this other kid, Jacob Barry, he's, he gets fed up of, of me telling him every time that the guy that's supposed to edit it, he, um, you know, he, he, he hasn't done anything yet. So you know what he did? He tell me, give it to him, he take it and he do his own thing. And he tell me, he edit it for himself and he send it for me. And that was magnificent. I tell my, I said, my youth, so you can do that, and you have me waiting for somebody to do that all the while. He tell me, well, bah. so then boom. Guess what? I take his thing and I send it out, and boom, a coach from New York see that and come all the way to contact me and fly, take his own money, pay his money, pay his hotel, Fortune Hotel, spend his own money and come Dominica to see this kid. And when he tell me come to see this kid, I say, what? You come and see, come and check the kid. I mean, yeah. He tell me coming for that kid. I want to see him in person, so you're going to come there to show he's serious. So I say in my mind, you don't want to come down there and see one kid. So one time I, I call them parents and tell them parents, hey, this coach is coming and for this kid, but we have to make him see more. So I organize another tournament, quick, another um, thing, quick, get them kids. And when he come, I organize a quick um, little camp and make him control the camp. And right now, we get this player up here in FDA, and he's, the coach is eager to get more. We just have to get... The visa, they just need to get visas, you know, so they can get to the years because that Jacob Barry he had a passport because he was born in St. Croix, but the others don't have that. But the coach wants more, you see. So we want to get this camera so we can get this footage. So we have this GoFundMe so you could check my page, you know. What I mean, um, thanks to Felix Augustine for the assistance and Craig Bellot. Um, uh, so you please contribute towards the, the, the GoFundMe so we could get some cameras and some stuff so we could get this thing, get everything going, you know, in a proper fashion, you know. Man, I, I you know you have so many stories that 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 big up you know uh, uh, these kids, and again I commend you for what you do, and big up to New Music Zone. You know we work with Felix all the time. You know um, does good work. Also, um, it's something that we want to do on TDN TV. You know we have TDN Radio, but we have TDN TV, and it's and we work with mapping a lot, and we've been trying to get um, sports footage. To broadcast on to show up on t- TDN TV, so that's an avenue for you to get footage out there so people can see. Yeah, All right, since Hurricane Maria, um, because before Maria, we used to have mapping evening news and, and different local programming, but the local programming station is not up back yet, so TDN TV is a little dormant, but all the facilities are still there. And one of the things that we spoke about was to exactly that. Have, if we have somebody that can provide the footage, yeah. we will showcase all of the, the games that's going on around Dominica. It's already there. If you upload it today, it can be on tomorrow. That's right. All right. So, so that is something that we can uh, we can do. And and 
and we have we, we have archives of everything that we do so it would be easy to send somebody there to look up different things so it, it would be good to collaborate with, with these guys on, on on the video part of it but maggie i want to say thank you um not just on my behalf for being here but on behalf of dominica on behalf of all the kids that you help and those that will benefit from the structure that you put in place and i wish you continued strength and and, and enthusiasm and vigor so so thank you so much um yeah man give thanks for having me i really appreciate the opportunity for giving me a voice and making me get making me help my story be heard and i really looking forward to doing more and getting seeing more support you know and like it like you said the the, the what you're talking about the tdn tv i've been pushing for that for so long because i say like that's another thing because the media makes the everything media is very important to everything and we're lacking that like there's hardly any sports show yeah, when you when you watching the in the newspaper sports taking a little, little two little paragraph before you saw have center page all the back page your whole page you you know what I mean for sports these are another attributes of how the sports dwindle because of the media lack of the media more into the politics and the rural and the thing instead of you know the positive vibes and bigging up the mutes you know making them see themselves you know back then you when you go by Ken and buy your juice you see newspaper lining up all on the wall with all them you know. And Ronnie Gosta, all them players right now. You don't even know. You have a national team and you don't know who won it. So the media is very important. You know what I mean? So the same that TV show, I've been trying for so long to see if we could get something, you know, where we can have a regular weekly TV show where we can always showcase one to athletes, you know, a past athlete, you know, a legend, mm-hmm. a, a, a one that's playing now and one that's upcoming. That's always an idea of mine to have a show where you can have a, a, a show where you can um showcase them the, the different athletes because our athletes not only to know them athletes from back then there's a lot of athletes now that don't know who's coco show is solka who is them names they ain't them they, they see those guys walking on the street they don't know who they are and what they did for them you know so we need the, 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 the that tv vibes and that you know we need the media to be more involved in the sports so that'll be great all right so it's a good place to leave it um definitely tdn tv is available we can get it up and running as soon as the footage is available um, so that, 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 that can be done. So thank you again, listeners. Thank you so much for, for tuning in. And, um, tonight my guest was, um, Dunstan Maggie Peters, uh, sports activist, talent scout, agent, coach. He's wearing so many hats, you know, but he's doing a good job with it. And so excellent work. And, um, and I want to say thank you to Zed for setting this interview up. And, and, and Mr. Lugay, thank you so much. Um, so this has been this sequin interview. We will see you next week. I, I think this is such a good um, program to start 2019 with. And, and so good night, listeners. Thank you.